Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you may be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. And available wherever fine podcasts are, be sure to hit that subscribe button and a little notify bell next to it so you make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw content. Yeah. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon. Good news. Patreon has decided to rescind their uh, new fee structure, so they're not going to be charging patrons any additional fees. Great news. So if you want to support Going In Raw, you can do so at the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We've got 50 lovely friendos watching this podcast as a live stream, which you can do every single Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at the $5 and up mark on the Patreon. And now, because they've rescinded that fee policy, if you uh, elect to support Going In Raw to the tune of $5 a month, Larson, how much will you actually pay? $5. That's right. If you decide to support Going In Raw at the $7.77 mark, 77 cents mark. What you just said. Assuming you want to do that. Not a cent more. Not a cent more. That's how much you're going to be putting in. So, yes. Good job, Patreon. Never really probably should have changed things in the first place. I get my cup out of the way of my name here. There it is. I'm well, it's not blocking it. No, look, it's bleeding into it. No, I understand. So, so it's like, hold it like this. It's like MF what? Well, I know it was right here, though. But anyways. Um, who you are. Also available at uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. We have a bunch of shirts. Hey, if you don't want to do a monthly thing with Patreon, you can just buy a shirt. Yeah. Boards. Look at that. Who lay it? Hey. Hey. All, of all these shirts. I mean, we have more than just these three. <laughs> Stop pressing buttons, Larson. Enough of that. Anyways, oh, quick shout out too to uh, Fuego Box, FuegoBox.com. They uh, sponsored yesterday's show. Yeah. If you want to support going, hey, you want to, if you want a great way to support going in raw, go to Fuego FuegoBox.com. It's like a monthly hot sauce. Yeah, we got our first shipment today. I'm excited to give it a try. Very exciting. Yeah, just visit them if you like hot sauce. Who doesn't like hot sauce? Everybody likes hot sauce, right? Visit the FuegoBox.com. If you want to get a discount, put in Raw 1 and get $10 off some uh, hot sauce. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Um, so, we're on the road to Clash of the Champions, no, Larson. Clash of Champions. What? It's Clash of the Champions. Clash of the Champions in the NWA WCW days. But now... We're not going to see Magnum TA fight... Uh, Tully Blanchard. Tully no. Blanchard. No. no. No Ric Flair versus Ricky Steamboat in a best two out of three falls match. None of that. Can't have everything, I guess. No. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Oh, we should say, though, that we are going to live stream our reaction to the Clash of Champions Sunday, starting at 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, yeah, so join us if you'd like. Are we going to... Um, no, we're not going to show the TV at any time. Really? Not this time we're not going to do that? No. We don't usually do that, do we? We never do it. We've never done that? We We've never will. We've never shown... And we never will. ...an illegal broadcast. No. Because that could get us... Demonetized. Or worse. Suspended. Oh, whoa. We'd have to go to Vidme. Oh, we can't anymore. They're go- they're done. What about Vessel? No, they're gone too. <laughs> wow. Vessel. I forgot about Vessel. What about... Wait, Vimeo's gone? 
No, Vimeo's not gone. Oh, Vidme. Okay. It's called oh. Vidme. Gotcha. Yeah, we could do uh, Vimeo. For Daily Motion, are they still around? Can we just put it on Facebook? Like Mixed Match Tag Challenge? Yeah. Mix, is that what it's called? Mixed Match Challenge? Yeah. That's a mouthful, isn't it? It is. Mm. Daily Motion still a thing? Yeah, I think it is. That's where I get all, all like, if I want to watch an old episode of Ron, I don't want to go on the network. I just go there. Oh, okay. If I want to watch anything, basically, that... I don't think any, I think nobody watches Daily Motion, so nobody really they don't get copyright no, takedowns. No, I don't think so. It's like the Wild West sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's anyway, talk about some talk about there is some down. there is some interesting developments. There are some fun uh, bits. Um, tomorrow, part, yeah. Tomorrow, oh look at that! There's the Patreon yeah, email. Yeah, I saw that too. We messed up. We're sorry, and we're not rolling out the fee change. Thank you. That's a great subject line right there. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, we're doing our predictions tomorrow, our official predictions tomorrow. Yeah, they're going up tomorrow. We actually already did them. Uh, yeah, we filmed them this morning. Nice. Good for us. Where's the stupid thing? Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, you you see that I'm struggling over yeah. here. Got, I'm tagging out, man. Okay. Tagging out. You so go. The show kicked off with uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn backstage, passing out flyers to people kind of milling around the back, milling about, milling about in the backstage area. Um, the Flyers said... Uh, All low-level writers. Back yeah, there. that they were going to stage an <laughs> Occupy SmackDown pro net protest yeah. tonight to uh, protest the tyranny of one Shane McMahon. They, uh, had, they had, uh, they had Daniel Bryan yes shirts, but with P's yeah. over the S's, so it just said, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Bryan's uh, logo was still on the back. Oh, somebody here at Sergio C. in our Patreon chat has a good suggestion. He says, can we stream the pay-per-view on Twitch? We could do it like that one kid did it, the oh, UFC, UFC one, where we can be, we can get a green screen behind us, put us in the corner, act like we're playing 2K7. I have a feeling they're going to catch on to that. Probably. Now that it was so well publicized. I wonder if that guy got super suspended off his channel, whatever that his channel is. Possibility. Anyways. Pretty um, clever, yeah. though. So there it was a really good idea. It's a great idea. It was great hilarious. idea. It's great. It's great. Um, Occupy Smackdown was what they were handing out. Um, so that was, you know, we're going to find out what that was all about later on. Uh, next up, AJ Styles comes out. Did you notice? I know we've talked about this off camera, but I'm going to act like this is the first time I'm asking you. As am I. Did you notice, Larson, that AJ Styles has a new WWE Championship title? Say what? Yeah. The red stripe is now black. I did not notice that. Yeah, they decolorized it. <laughs> did, he, did he drop it backstage and all the red gems pop out? <laughs> is that what the red stripe was made up of? Yeah, I think so. Individual gems? I thought so. Or, or was, was it like an enamel? I thought it was an enamel. Oh, dude, I could fall out too. No, it could all fall out. You know, it's, it's not on. Well, it wouldn't side. be one piece. It'd be three pieces because it's broken up by well, the. Well, I don't know if it'd logo. be his fault. You know, remember when we he came? When yeah, we there was a handler that handled the, the belt. There's yeah, a title handler. Yeah, he was that guy. Could be. That guy was just sitting there. You know, sometimes you do some busy, some like busy work with your hands. You're like picking at something on the table. Bits of business. Bit of business. You're just sitting there. What if he was doing that with the WWE Championship? And the and the whole red stripe. He's like, and came it out. came off, and he was like, he's like, well, it's black underneath. Let me just. I don't know. Vince, I don't know. AJ Vince wanted it this way. Looks great, huh? Vince. Oh no, I lost my cards. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, so anyway, it's time today. So uh, AJ Styles comes out to start the show with a promo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the crowd loves AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, he is really comfortable in his current face role. Mm-hmm. It's very charming, very charismatic. He is so over. Very relatable. He's so great. When he eventually goes to Raw, when he gets the call up to Raw. He, people are gonna mark out so hardcore. That's gonna happen eventually. Oh yeah, so, like I three years. I love that he's the the guy that built SmackDown and everything. But he is he. Come on, man, he's their biggest freaking star. Oh yeah, like regular full time star. It's AJ Styles yeah. number one, and that's the only reason he's not on Raw is because he would compete too much with Roman Reigns. Exactly. Anytime he'd even breathe close to Roman Reigns, people would start booing Roman Reigns because he's not AJ Styles. Yeah. He's so great. I love AJ Styles' death. And it's crazy. He's like one of the best wrestlers in the world. So mm-hmm. just some dude. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyways. Uh, he comes out. Uh, he starts cutting an amazing promo. His promo's great, too. Yeah. Because he's way more comfortable in this particular yeah, right? role that yeah. he's in now. Because yeah. when he was a heel, I mean, his promos were still fine. But it was partially because I think we both thought that he's maybe too good of a guy to... I honestly think that he can't. And also, yeah. the crowd just embraced him too much as a face because everybody loved him. It was it was kind of a conundrum because it's like I know this isn't going to work with you people because you know like he yeah, can't yeah. get real heel heat because yeah. AJ Styles he's naturally likable and he's the best guy in any ring. 
Um, so anyways, he comes out and he cuts a promo. Uh, the Singh Brothers, they they have music. Yeah, they have their own Titantron. They have their own Titantron. They came down. I was cracking up. Oh, this was great. They were great because they said, AJ, we want to be in your corner. Well, before that, they said, you know, uh, usually we come out here, we introduce uh, Jinder Mahal, but we're not going to do that today, and here's why. So they showed uh, the aftermath of the match last week when Jinder gave them both colossus. Right. And it cuts back to the ring, and AJ's like, okay, well, I, just, I think I know where you're going with this. Come on in and hug it out, guys. Yeah. And so the Singh brothers turn to each other, and they hug each other. Yeah. And AJ's, no, no, no. Not no, you. No. no, don't hug each other. Come in the ring. Me. We will hug it out. And so he gives They're them both. They're kind of dullards. I know. He gives them both side hugs. Yeah. And one of them wanted uh, a full hug, and he's like, no, that's, yeah. like, no, that's fine. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the Singh brothers are talking about how uh, they're not in Ginger's corner anymore. Right, they're all, yeah, they're all talking crap about it. They're like, yeah, we don't care about the modern-day Maharaja. Like, like he would stay in a five-star hotel, and we'd stay in, a, like, a motel off the highway. <laughs> right, yeah. And AJ would chime in every now and again in response to what they were saying. And yeah. And they said the absolute worst is when we had to kiss Ginger's feet. <laughs> yeah, they said it. What they said, they said his feet smelled like a combination of cheese and something else. Garlic and <laughs> Was it like garbage and cheese or something like that? Or it was a couple of food products. Yeah, I, just remember, I remember cheese and garlic. Okay. Chicken um, something. Yeah. Because AJ said cheese and garlic and chicken. Yeah. Anyway, so it was really funny. And then uh, AJ's like, I don't trust you guys because look at that. And he shows pictures from the, uh, from the tour, the India tour, where they were still... Butter chicken. Butter chicken. There you go. Where they were still firmly... In his in Jinder's corner, yeah. doing his bidding, they were still firmly on Jinder's side. Yeah, which and and they said, wait, well, you know that one. He's like, dude, social media is everywhere these days. It's established, Lars, and it's firm. House shows are now canon. Hold on, house shows are canon when they're acknowledged on WWE programming. No, no, or man. on their social media properties. But if WWE Twitter does not report on a house show, it is not canon. I think, okay, but if something happens that goes viral and it's out of their hands, it becomes canon. As I say, because at that point, they will their social media properties will report on it, and therefore, yes, it is. Oh, man, I don't know. I think that I think they are acknowledging now that what they do on house shows is canon. I think mean, that's kind of a big deal. That's, that's big turn. I still, I still think it's... Uh, we have the scoop here. Ooh. It's like a great area, man. Yeah. Here we are. We're one of the dirt sheets. Um, so, anyways, uh, yeah, they said, and, you know, so, yeah, their their gambit has been exposed. Yes. Um, so, then Jinder Mahal comes down. Yeah, he comes down. Uh, AJ tosses the Singh brothers from the ring. Uh, Jinder gets up on the apron. He and AJ argue a bit. Yeah. Uh, Jinder gets off the apron, checks on the Singh brothers, and uh, AJ holds the belt to end mm-hmm. the segment. Yeah. Next, Charlotte in a one-on-one match against Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot. Yeah. Uh, there yeah. are a couple uh, botched spots in this match. A little sloppy, huh? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Ruby's a really good wrestler. She, she is. Charlotte's good, good, too, yeah. Doesn't mean you're going to have immediate chemistry. No, not at all. I understand yeah. all that. It's all right. It's all good. I still feel like... <clears throat> the, so, like, the Riot Squad, because they debuted literally a day after Absolution, which I yeah. think has been done really, really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you you you. There's no choice but to compare. Yeah, the yeah progress. it feels like a copycat situation, where they're kind of doing a copy and paste on the other brand show. Yeah, a little bit, but just with the Riot Squad, it's just not. It's not as powerful. It's not as impactful. You don't get the idea. There's some big threat happening. Well, I think part of it too, as much as we both like Ruby Riot, yeah, a lot. Paige has legacy. Yeah, yeah, and with yeah. that brings some weight. Paige, and Paige just, I think she handled, I mean, look, Ruby Riot's good as a heel and everything, but Paige just brings something. You're, you're right. It's probably legacy. She's also just really good as a heel. Like, yeah. Ruby Riot hasn't, doesn't really change anything except for being a bit more, like, superficially heel. Yeah. But Paige, when she gets in there, she starts, like, I don't know. Well, here's the other thing, too. Is I, like I feel like villain. Paige comes out with Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, and they're, I mean, Sonya Deville's Part of her thing is the MMA gimmick. Yeah. But doesn't really, you know, she just seems like she's tough. Yeah, right, and right. she fights. Yeah. But on, uh, like, Sarah Logan is just kind of saddled with a gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And it just, I don't know, she doesn't seem as as tough as she probably, sh- and Liv Morgan's got the colorful ring gear and Liv stuff. Liv Morgan doesn't look tough at all. No. And right. it's kind of neither of, of 
Ruby Riot's cohort seemed tough. And on top of that, I think that Absolution went a long way in establishing some motivation. Yeah. You know, it's like Paige has come back to yeah, yeah, yeah. her house. I don't know why Riot squads around. I mean, if you're if your point is you're coming in here to make an impact and vault all three of you to the top of the of the card, that's fine. But why does that make you a bad guy? You know what I mean? And that's sort of the difference is that there's a crystal clear reason for why Paige is a bad guy, and there's not really a reason for why the Riot squad is is like bad. Other than just making an impact. Right, exactly. I kind of feel like after probably if they do a women's rumble, which I hope they do, yes. I feel like after that they will probably settle into being less of a faction and more just sort of integrating competitors, yeah. Into the into the roster, yeah. Um but uh so yeah Natalia was on uh commentary. Uh at a certain point action gets to the outside. Uh, Natalia gets in Charlotte's face a little bit. Charlotte hits her um, and then Natalia responds with a clothesline. Which means DQ. Yep, Charlotte wins by DQ. Then the Riot squad attacks Charlotte. Yeah. Um, they set her up for the, the, the spot underneath the ring steps like they did to Naomi, mm-hmm. who returns to make the save. Mm-hmm. Does a cool double drop kick yeah. to uh, Liv and Sarah Logan. Yeah. Riot squad heads, heads up the ramp and is met by the rest of the women's division. Again, uh, you know, like to hearken to Raw this past week where the same thing happened um, to Absolution, where yeah. they're attacked by the entirety of the women's division. Yeah. So this is all setting up for <laughs> Women's Rumble. Kind of weird they're just, like, mirroring. I know. You know? I don't, I don't, I don't, why are you doing that? I mean, if there was a larger purpose to it, I, I would, I'd be cool with right. it. They were all on the same page across yeah, the Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be but that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan was backstage. He was approached by, uh, wait. No, he was just backstage on the phone talking to Shane, saying okay. Shane, everything will go fine tonight. Yeah. Uh, Owens and Zane come in the room and leave one of the flyers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, On yeah. his desk. Yeah. Propped up against a couple bottles of water. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan grabs it, looks at it, and that's it. Next, Dolph Ziggler versus, hey, 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 buy my shirt. Hey, hey, you're hey. not me, Baron you're Corbin. Not, you're not me. With We're Bobby Roode. With hey. Bobby Roode. In his robe, for some reason, on commentary. It'd be one thing if the robe was like comfortable. It just should have very heavy. Them. Is that robe actually comfortable? How much does it weigh? Hand? How much do you think it weighs? I don't know. Thirty pounds. You think it's as much as thirty? There's a lot of sequins on there. I was gonna say fifteen, and even there's on the heavy side. A lot side. of sequins on there, man. Yeah, yeah maybe you're right. That's heavy. Thirty pounds. Yeah, I'm gonna be surprised, man. It's maybe. like thick fabric too. Could be. They're not light. No. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, we harp on this every single week, but it bugs me every single week when I see him. Like he sit, you shouldn't, you should never sit down in a glamorous robe like that. I should never see you sitting down. But he sat down at commentary. Wear a suit. I know. Like, do you see how quickly they're killing the glorious thing? Very quickly. Because it wasn't the glorious thing. It was Bobby Roode with the glorious thing. And now they're, they're just killing it. All about the glorious thing. Yeah, they're killing. It's just, and that's what I said when he first came out. It's like, they, 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 they hear his song, people sing it along. Vince thinks Glorious is over, and that's what's going to get Bobby Roode over. And he's got it completely backwards. Glorious is over because Bobby Roode was so good. I don't know where, I don't know where this was, where this was. Well, it wasn't, it was that he wasn't being rammed down people's throats. Like, he's so awkward. He seems to be himself. Um, somebody posted a, a picture. <laughs> it was like, you know, you know, they do memes these days. It's like a picture that they find randomly, and it says, you know, when my parents say. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Well, it says something like, uh, when my parents say I'm going to Grandma's house this weekend. And, like, it was a picture of Bobby Roode smiling, but it's obviously a very, very apprehensive smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Internet makes me laugh sometimes. Yeah. So he's on commentary. Uh, Dolphin Baron are engaged in a very brief match that has, like, a, a totally devastating spot within two minutes. And yeah. Um, Bobby Roode gets up and says, now, if you excuse me, gentlemen, i got to go do something. Takes his robe off, gets in the ring, and gives glorious DDTs to both Dolphin and Baron. Yeah. Pretty much what Dolph did last week. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I don't know. I know, like, it, I don't know. I can feel this road. I, I know where this roadmap is. I know exactly yeah. where it's going. I don't have to look it up on GPS. No. <laughs> so, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe they'll put on a good match at Clash. I hope so. I feel like Clash is just another, is just an extended SmackDown it's, episode. It's like a, uh, 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 an episode of Wild Card Final. Whoa! Hey, Wild Card Final. Wild Card Final is a really good episode of SmackDown. It's actually a really good episode. Yeah. So we can we can hope that Clash lives up to the wild card. Final. Maybe we'll be surprised. Hey, there's some positive after this. 
the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, took on Colin Delaney, an ECW alum. How does that theme song go again? I can't. I can hear it, but I can't recreate it. Isn't that weird? It's so strange. And then Joe Monroe. Joe Monroe. These two. These two uh, opponents for the Bludgeon Brothers just exuded character. Oh, it was great. It was great, and Joe Monroe uh, screamed. That one, it was when he got power bombed. It was a very loud, very high pitch. It was great. It was like a Wilhelm scream. Yeah, it was. It was like a woman's Wilhelm scream. It was great. It was awesome. And they just, man, they dismantled they these people. Um, they haven't named the Bludgeon Brothers finisher yet, right? I don't know. I don't think so. They're getting kind of. Oh, I, I'm huge. On, remember how anti we were? I'm huge. I'm huge in their favor now. Are well, you? I like Luke Harper a lot. So yeah. I like squash matches. Yeah, I do too. Man, you give some love to Eric Rowan. I don't please. dislike Eric Rowan. Yeah, he takes slaps in the face from I Harper. Know. Luke Harper is is the the Shawn Michaels of that tag team. Oh man, I've got an. I think. Oh yeah, I've got an unwatched episode of Damnation featuring oh, Luke yeah. Harper. Yeah, sitting on my Sony out. View, my PlayStation View service. Yes. Nice. I'm gonna watch that tonight when Lacey gets home. It's not a good show. It's a show that's good enough that you want to keep watching it. But it's also, you can make fun of it a lot. Mm. It's a lot of weird. Like, one of the lead characters has this Adam Cole-esque bump in the middle of his forehead. It's not story motivated. It's just the actor has it. Oh, okay. And then Lacey was like, dude, I can't listen to anything he says because he has this lump on his head. And then she looked it up. And, like, there were multiple internet threads, like, on various platforms saying, what the hell is that thing on his head? <laughs> what uh, what time frame does that show take place? Uh, like Prohibition. Okay. Early 19th century? The 30s. Oh, 30s? Okay. The 30s, yeah. 19th century, 20th century. Well, it would have been early 1900s. It would have been the early 1930s. Okay. Because Prohibition ended, what, 33? Something like that. 32. Prohibition ended, what, 1918? 20. 20. It was around for a while. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy that for like over a decade, people couldn't, weren't allowed legally Legally. to drink? Yeah. They were drinking a lot, though. Oh, yeah. And monetized. Anyway. Anybody actually stopped drinking. Speakeasies. <laughs> they start making our own. I know. Oh, so uh, after the Bludgeon Brothers uh, beat Colin Delaney and Joe Monroe, um, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn attempted to occupy SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So they dropped the promo, and then they said, "All right, everybody, backstage, come on out. Let's occupy SmackDown." Yeah, now. They're, yeah they're trying to recreate what Daniel Bryan the did. Yep movement, the occupy yep movement. Raw, which led to him getting to uh, WrestleMania main event. But this was the Yep movement. Yeah. And uh, nobody came out. But then there's an awkward moment. So Daniel Bryan saunters out, stands there, and then his music hits. Yeah, it was weird. And then he started doing the yes thing down the ramp. That was weird. That, that was weird. Be, that was going to be on Botchamania. Maybe. It should. It was a botch. In what world is that not a botch? I don't know if they were trying to, like, uh, put some... Uh, dramatic beat there where he just kind of wanders out in silence and people are like, oh, Daniel Bryan's coming out. What is he going to do? Like, what's his motivation for being out here? And then the music hits. That's reading too much into it, probably. I think it is, yeah. Well, that's what I thought at first. Like, here's the thing. If it was you and me booking the show, I could see that as being an idea that we put on the table and say, okay, what about this? What if he comes out? And people are like, oh, wow, it's really heavy. And then his music hits and we know, oh, he's actually kind of into this maybe. Yeah. But I think that that's or just have him walk out without his music. Yeah, I think Vince just said, "Walk out there now." He's like, "My music hasn't played yet." That's okay. And then he walks out, and they're like, "Now play his music." Okay, Vince, you're all over the map with this man. I know. Are we okay? No. Are we good? <laughs> Are we good? Yeah. Are we good? No. No. Anyways, uh, yeah. So he comes down there, and then he says, "Guys, it was never about me." It was about the WWE um, all those people. And then Sami Zayn goes, this is, uh, "What we're doing is the exact same thing, except it is just all about us and what we want." <laughs> That's right. It was good. That's right. So Daniel Bryan uh, trying to kind of you know uh, lessen the worries of Owens and Zayn about Shane McMahon screwing them over. Yeah. That Clash of Champions said, "You know, I have Shane's back, and I like to think that he has mine. That's the arrangement we have." Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the second special guest referee mm-hmm. in the match uh, at Clash of Champions. So if you lose, you lose because you lost, not because someone made you lose. Essentially, so you will win or lose based on your own merits. You won't be screwed out of it. Right? Exactly. Yeah. 
So, I mean, this is, okay, so this is kind of the intriguing aspect of things. I feel like it's really the only intriguing aspect of the storyline is what is how is Daniel Bryan going to be involved in this main event? Right, yeah. There's nothing else. There's really nothing else going on. No. Uh, well, not not just how he, will he be involved in the main event, but going forward because it, it feels like, I mean, they can't have him straddle the line for, look, it's a WWE, they can do whatever they want to do. Yeah. But I feel like it'd be weird if they just had him straddle the line uh, endlessly for the next, you know, building to the Rumble or Mania or whatever they're building to, I feel like he's he has to align himself, right? Well, I mean, his approach so far is he appreciates Owens and Zayn's talent. He doesn't want them to be screwed. He feels like Shane is overreaching. Yeah, and and with his but nonetheless, he's not necessarily doing Owens and Zayn any favors backstage. Right. In terms of... He uh, hasn't joined them because... No, 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 no. I mean, like he... A couple times that Shane has punished them, he's not rescinded the punishment. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, like Owens was handcuffed to the rope last week. Right. And Brian was the guy that said, nope, that's happening. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like he's obviously aligned with anybody. He feels this weird... He feels this kinship with them because they all have a shared past on the indie circuit. Yeah. You know, he considers them brethren or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Um, But... He's so he's trying to protect their best interests, and he's kind of trying to protect them from themselves. Yeah, and you know he's saying, and at the same time protecting SmackDown as a brand because if you lose two top flight talents, that's going to lessen right exactly SmackDown as a brand. But I kind of feel like they just need to run with him being all in on them. Yeah, because I just number one, I want to see that Daniel Bryan. I don't want to see a Daniel Bryan who's always so diplomatic and always so you know good guyish. That's what's going to be though. Shane's to be the one that's going to probably. You think this? Uh, what's the what is the end game there though? I mean, is that where you think it's going to go? Sammy and Kevin are going to go are going to be flipped to faces because it's got to happen unless they turn on Daniel Bryan, and somehow there's a weird. There's already zero motivation for. We talk about this on predictions, which is weird because we already filmed it. But there's already zero motivation for Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura to really take this match. I know. I mean, what does that say about, like, let's just step away from, like, the ridiculousness of the WWE, and I know it's difficult to do. But, like, what does that say about you as competitors that you really want to get in the ring and, and make two of your fellow competitors, two of your fellow, you know, workers, yeah, unemployed, lose their jobs? I know. You know what I mean? Like, that's, hey, that's not a very face thing to do. And I know we're talking about Randy Orton, who's burned down a guy's house and his remained face in the eyes of Vince McMahon. But, like, storyline-wise, that's a massive leap in logic right there. Yeah, and it seems like the only person who's still hung up on what happened at Survivor Series is Shane McMahon. Yeah, right, yeah. I mean, there's... there's, And his whole strategy for going to Survivor Series was stupid anyways. I know. Why are you on the team? I know. <laughs> I know. Like you, have kept, you even won a match since you came back. You weren't exactly a, a top-flight wrestler yeah. before. Look, hey, say what you feel about Kurt Angle. The dude goes by win-loss records. True. And if you're his son. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like, you know, what is that? You know, all but Shane McMahon does Kurt, is... At least Kurt Angle's son is a wrestler. <laughs> Shane McMahon's not a wrestler. Right, exactly. How is he the face of this situation? He's not. Yet he's aligned with Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. How are they facing? They even gave an interview last night where they were like, you know, so what? what's the deal with this? And Randy Orton was like, they're self-entitled. So they should lose their jobs? So, you know, crap in their duffel bag. You spend them. You find them. <laughs> exactly. Rib them. Play a prank do, on them. Do the, what, what, what happened to Triple H in 96 after the curtain call. Right, exactly. They just lose for a year. <laughs> lose to the Warrior in a couple there seconds. There you go. The padlock, do what they do with the Road Warriors. No, it was the Steiners did the Jim Cornette's duffel bag or briefca- briefcase, suitcase, whatever it was, and padlock it to the ground. <laughs> Was it funny? Yeah. <laughs> he coughs. <laughs> yeah, well, I watched too many shoot interviews, man. <laughs> so I'm interested to see what happens. Jobs. I know. be interesting to see what happens with all this at Clash. That's literally the only in- in- intrigue is how Daniel Bryan plays in the whole scenario because Owens and Zayn aren't getting fired. The roles are so weird here. I know, and the I feel like they're going for like complexity. The more we talk about it, the more I'm just and puzzled. I feel on prediction, it seems like they're going for complexity, but it just seems convoluted. <laughs> it's, there's, there's a lot of stretching going on here. A lot of stretching, lots of leaps in logic and leaps in character. Like, why is why does Shinsuke care about... Like, Shinsuke... He's already eliminated from the Survivor Series match by the time Owens and Zayn came out. Right, exactly. He was the first person eliminated. That's the whole other issue is why Nakamura seemingly can't win anything now. Right, yeah. Yeah. 
And he's about to lose it at class, too. Yep. I don't know, man. This is kind I, of I hope Orton takes that pin at Clash because... <laughs> I think Shinsuke's going to be taking that pin. Yeah, probably. He was the first man eliminated I at know, the Survivor Series. I know, series. And Orton's going to win the Rumble, so they can't make him look weak. The more I the think Rumble. about that, man, it's still going to happen. <laughs> Orton winning the Rumble? Yeah. Or at least Orton, AJ, at Mania. No. Because, come on, they're, they're not going to have two faces going to Mania. No, Orton will turn heel. He wants or- to turn heel. Orton's going to turn heel. And how, like, it, it, the crowd loves AJ so much, they will boo if Orton oh, you think is, like, really dastardly. Yeah. They will boo Orton. What is he going to do? Burn Orton down AJ. AJ's house? Oh, wait, he's done that before. Like, what more could you really do? I don't know. They'll find something. Kick his, is AJ's dad still around? Can he kick his dad in the head? I don't know. Did you see the picture of Alistair's, Alistair Black's dad on Instagram? No. Well, you keep talking. I'm going to bring it up because right. I was like, who is that? It looks like an old Alistair Black. And then sure enough, it was his, his dad. dad. Um, after that, we had uh, Rusev and Aiden English take on the Usos. New Day were on commentary with more mm-hmm. pancakes. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden English uh, sings a bit more of the 12 Days of Rusev. Usos come out, drop a promo. Uh, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable come out and drop a promo as well. Um, that was really overwritten. Yeah. Um, decent enough match. Aiden English picks up the win over, I think, Jimmy Uso with his finisher, um, thus solidifying that Rusev and English will not win a Clash Champion. Right. At least that's my take. No, my t- <laughs> It looks like Silas Young. <laughs> <laughs> That is quite a handlebar mustache, though. <laughs> that is, I know it is. Oh, uh, here's another picture. That's his dad? Is that, well, wait, is that actually his dad? I'm getting way off base, man. I'm confused now. Is All that right. actually his dad? I don't know. This is pro wrestler. Was his dad a wrestler? We celebrate the birth of AKA My Pops. Is that actually his dad? That guy looks like our age. That's not. It can't be as bad. No, I don't think so. Oh crap! Oh dear! I don't know who that guy is. Now I'm just now I'm confused. Get back to SmackDown, man. Let me say I'm celebrating the birth of my my pops. I'm gonna have a picture of my dad there. You think so? (laughs) Weird, Alistair Black. Yeah, I don't know. Confusing us all. Very confusing. Mind games. We talk about other predictions. Who we think is gonna win the tag titles? But uh, it's not gonna be Rusev in English. I think it is gonna be Rusev. Oh, we said we're not gonna talk about our predictions. All right, that's the end of it. Next, AJ Styles about to give an interview, and he's attacked by Jinder Mahal. Jinder's awesome. I don't care what people say. I love Jinder Mahal. You know, the great suit. I don't know about the shirt choice, but the suit was nice. Oh, I loved it all, man. This, this shirt was ugly as thin, but, man, it looks great on him. Yeah. Because he wears, like, a one size too small. Like, it's basically like a, a, a painted bodysuit on yeah. him. It's body paint. Yeah. It looks great on yeah, him. Yeah, suits are always top of looks fantastic. <laughs> It'd be kind of confusing if he came out just in body paint. Yeah. He's like, is that his dick and balls? That's weird. It's all painted. So who had to paint that? Samil or Su? What's the other guys? Samil and Sunir. 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 Sunir and Samil. Yeah. Which one got the the tackle? Anyways, uh, and then finally our main event: the artist Shinsuke Nakamura against Kevin Owens. Oh, we mentioned the interview beforehand between uh, that uh, Orton did. When Shinsuke goes back to New Japan, are we all just going to be sitting here thinking, man, they had him for three years, and what yep. did they do with him? I know. I think that every every episode of SmackDown now when I watch. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. When he goes back and challenges the, the Okada. A, a massive return to New challenges Japan. Challenges Okada for uh, uh, chaos leadership. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be spectacular. That's going to be good. It'll be really good. <laughs> Daniel Bryan was on commentary, and there's an interesting dynamic during the whole match between Daniel Bryan and the commentary team, specifically Byron Saxon. Yeah, this is cool. They're really going at it quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Because um, Byron seemed to be uh, in complete agreement with how Shane has approached things and kind of questioning how Daniel Bryan has gone ab- about things. Mm-hmm. And Daniel Bryan, or I think it was, or maybe it was Corey Graves, was saying, well, you, you have traits, or sorry, uh, trust and faith in Shane McMahon's decision-making skills. Why not trust Daniel Bryan as well? They're both your boss. Mm-hmm. Because um, Saxon's rationale, if I remember correctly, was like, well, Shane's my boss, so I would assume that he would know what's best for the company, so I will, you know, uh, trust that my boss knows what's best. Yeah. But apparently, you know, he, the, the, but there's, oh. and then Daniel Bryan was talking about his history with, with Nakamura being roommates back in the early aughts, uh, taking on Kevin Owens in front of 300 people somewhere in 
Kevin Owens trying to gouge his eye out and just yeah, 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 and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So Daniel Bryan was actually doing a really good job of fleshing out the backstory between everybody in the ring and himself. I feel like he's the only one who kind of... I feel like actually telling a story that's yeah, kind of way cohesive. I feel like Owens and Sami Zayn do too, but I kind of feel like they're they're handcuffed by the WWE because... I don't know. I used to... I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with their punishment. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, they're really afraid to go off script now. Yeah, that I kind of get that feeling. Because you have, you have Owens and Zayn who are both great. They're yeah. both great with character and, right. and, and mic work and stuff. And yet, especially the last three weeks, their segments have just kind of fell flat. I feel like they're walking on eggshells. That's, be. The, that's the impression I get. Could be. It used to, like, remember when Sammy first turned heel? They felt very loose. Yeah. And then ever since the punishment, maybe I'm projecting, I don't know. It felt very rigid. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. The first thing about that this morning is, like, this, this feud is involving two, one of my favorite wrestlers currently wrestling, one of my favorite wrestlers ever, mm-hmm. and Owens and Bryan. And yet, it just... It, the story does not seem terribly captivating at all. Well, it's the other side of it. It's, oh, Shane is, it's is the like Shane, a black it's like, hole of charisma. Because, yeah, he's a black hole of charisma, number one. But number two, it's like, okay, I know how the McMahons do this stuff. Shane's going to be a complete prick. He's going to be totally should be the heel in the situation, but he's probably not going to end up being like, they're going to think that, oh, yeah, because Owens and Zayn are heels, we should want Shane, we should be on Shane's side for wanting to fire them. Like, everybody, like all the normal people, everybody watching this live stream right here, everybody that's watching is probably on the same page as us. Like, no, that's kind of a, that's like a prick thing to do. Like, that's actually a heel thing. Yeah. But I just get the feeling that WWE is going to pull one of those things where, yeah, no, the face is totally the guy who should be the prick here. Well, I mean, it's, it's not just that Shane wants to fire him. That's understandable, but then just fire him. Mm-hmm. There's this whole thing where now he wants them to suffer. Yeah. Before firing them. And it's like, no, that's that's screwed up. Yeah. If you want to fire, just fire them. I know Daniel Bryan kind of interceded when Shane was on the verge of doing it. But really, if you're if commissioner, as commissioner of SmackDown, you're the top guy yeah. on that show with final authority, then just do it. Yeah. So I guess they'll be pleasantly surprised if... The, the chips fall where, like, they kind of should fall. Like Shane being, you know... Kind of bad with power. It's and, another McMahon yeah. authority angle, but I'm kind of... You know, we haven't seen a heel Shane in 20 years. Yeah. So I, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing that. I, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing if he can kind of channel that sort of jerk persona, that jerk rich kid persona that he was so good at back, back in the day. Bring back Main Street Posse. Bring back the Main Street Posse. Um, I kind of want to see if he can channel that. Into a compelling authority figure. I'm fine with authority figures. I mean, yeah. are they overdone? Sure. Are the McMahon's overdone? Sure. But yeah. whatever. We, you know, we deal with it. I'm kind of interested to see if he'll do that. And if they can turn Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I'm not going to say face, but enough face sort of tweener, I guess. Well, to, anti-authority. I still say that if, if anybody is the heir apparent to Stone Cold. It's Kevin Owens, yeah. Absolutely, a hundred percent, Kevin Owens. And I think there's a lot of money being left on the table oh, yeah. because they haven't really done that yet. Yep. Match itself between uh, Nakamura and Owens was decent enough. You remember when he freaking headbutted Vince McMahon? I know that was shocking. I mean, come on, man. If that's not a passing of the torch in in a way, maybe hey, maybe that's what they're doing right now. Maybe just taking their time with it. Yeah. Um, there's a ref bump when uh, Nakamura got out of the way of an Owens punch, so Owens inadvertently punched the ref. Daniel Bryan. Uh, gets up the commentary, puts on the referee jersey. Yep. Um, Suits up. Gets in the ring, counts the pinfall uh, when Nakamura kicks Owens. Zayn hops on the apron, but's getting the ring while uh, Nakamura is getting ready for a Kinshasa. Tracks uh-huh. him. Yeah. Nakamura focuses on Zayn. Owens takes advantage, wins with a pop up powerbomb. Mm hmm. I kind of suspect it's going to play out more or less the same way at Clash of Yeah, I kind of feel the same. Yeah, kind of odd that they do. They would play that out kind of the way we suspect they're going to do it at Clash. Yeah, I kind of thought they would. Because the whole time, you know, uh, especially, well, especially afterwards, um, the commentary team was like, well, does this mean that Daniel Bryan's, you know, in league with Owens and Zayn? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of convoluted. Yeah, it is. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like there's going to be some amount of clarification come Clash of Champions in the following SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, I am interested. I just think, I think that the role of, like, the role that Orton and Shinsuke find themselves in right now 
for me is kind of the worst, like the the the, the biggest casualty of this entire thing because it's like that they're supposed to care about this. They're supposed to want their fellow workers to be fired. Mm-hmm. Like what the what are you talking maybe, about? Maybe maybe uh, Shinsuke wants uh, uh, Owens and Zayn to go to New Japan too. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So he thinks, oh, when I leave in a year and a half, yeah. they can join me in chaos. New chaos. He forms a splinter chaos group. New chaos. Well, he's the original chaos guy. Oh, sorry. Original chaos. So he makes original chaos. Yeah. But it is kind of new chaos. And then there's division within current chaos. Like mm-hmm. Yano wants to go with Yano not, wants to not go more Ishii. New old chaos. But then you got like uh, Rapongi 3K. <laughs> Who only knows New Chaos? Yeah, right. They want to stay right. New Chaos. Osprey and Jericho, well, but are torn because they're like, I don't even know. What about Yoshihashi? Where does he fall in all this? Who bullet? Oh, okay, loose explosion. Yeah. I, you know, I I haven't even thought about him for a very long time. Now I'm kind of upset that you just brought him up because now I I have mission accomplished. Explosion. Damn you again. Yeah. Let's open some mail. Okay, I'll do this one. Oh, there was an interview at the end. Should we mention that? Yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, Renee, Young, Renee Young was milling about at the top of the. Yeah, Owens is bragging about them winning. Yeah, you guys can send us stuff too. At P.O. Box eighteen fourteen, I keep on getting more stuff in the mail. It's crazy. Uh, eighteen fourteen, Orangevale, California, and nine five six six two. It's in the description down below too. Sometimes people ask me on Twitter, where do you guys send things to? It's in the description of every video we do. Every video. Strength. Look at that. Power. Manliness. Yeah. Try to uh, achieve Drew McIntyre levels of manliness. Steve. I don't know if that's even possible. This is from John LaRouche. John LaRouche. At least that's what it says in the address. Like, oh, we got some toys in here. Oh, man. What the heck? The badass Billy Gun. Oh, you the road dog. No, man, they made Road Dog buff. Oh yeah, this is two tough five. Oh, the the fifth series of the two tough. Look at Road Dog. He's did, he, did Billy Gun ever wear a shirt that said "Come get some"? No, I think that's generic WWE shirt. Where does this tape end and where does it begin? Oh, there's more. Nice. Oh, look at Vince McMahon bend him. Oh, let me see. Oh, look at that. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bend them. Bend them. What? That's actually relatively good. This is not a good Vince face, but this is actually a really good Stone Cold face. Oh, this is from JT Hosek. Oh, cool. Thank the you, JT. Professor. I got to start assuming that whatever is on, or stop assuming that whatever his name's on the label. Whoever sent it. Thank you, JT Hosek. Yeah. Much appreciated. Man, that that must have been really taped up well. It is. It's like an endless tape loop. (coughs) Yeah, that's not a very good Vince. It's still funny, though. It looks kind of like Andre. A little bit. This Vince is even way worse. Look at that one in back. That's red. It's like I drew it. <laughs> oh, this item was who is this? Uh, oh, this is from Steve and Sue. Hello, this item was purchased as a gift and includes the following message: Every friendo needs an old school Nintendo Legion of Doom game. Oh, cool! From oh, from JG Hosek, the professor. The professor. Best wishes from this Etsy site, Deadham Treasures. D-E-D-H-A-M, Dedham Treasures. Thank you. Steve and Suzanne. Different Steve, not Steve here. Oh, wow. Oh, let me see. Yeah, this is an old WCW game. I want to make oh, sure I didn't cool. break something over here. What did it fall on? Is this 
Obviously, cardboard boxes. Wow. That's cool. Let's give this a try. Very dense. It's made of iron. World Championship Wrestling. Yeah, man, we got we to gotta do some more gaming in Raw. Yeah. Man. Let's yeah. answer some questions, though, now. <laughs> Let's do that, though, now. Though, now, answer questions. Though, now, answer questions. Nemo, do you think the Attitude Era would have been the same if we know then what we know now about concussions? Um, wait, what? The, would the Attitude Era be different? Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to sit through that match between The Rock and Mankind <laughs> at Rumble 99 when Mankind took, what, a dozen chair shots Well, he wouldn't have. I think that's the question. He wouldn't have taken those chair shots. If what we knew know now, we knew then, they wouldn't have been, you know, assuming yeah. the, the climate was the same and people were like, oh, God, you can't do that stuff. They wouldn't have been doing all that stuff. The, uh, the titillation's a bit different, though. I mean, titillation was a big thing in the Attitude Era. Um, I mean, the Attitude Era, it was, it was characters. I'm yeah. not necessarily sure that the unprotected chair shots... And the you know the bloody stuff was necessary, although I think it helped. But I don't think it was necessary no, for it what they did. It wasn't. You know, I mean, you'd have Stone Cold versus McMahon. You can still have that. You without know, without the yeah, right, yeah. So at, you know. at the basics, there was good characters, right? JT the Professor, uh, are the Bludgeon Brothers WWE's response to the popularity of War Machine? Who would win if they were in the ring together, kayfabe wise? How would you book it? I thought that that the Bludgeon Brothers are is WWE's response to War Machine. Um, I don't know if it was if it's like a response to War Machine. I mean, you think like that in a literal manner, like oh look at War Machine, let's do something like that. Or it's almost like oh this War Machine gimmick's pretty cool. Let's, let's see what we can do with it. Oh, maybe it's always possible. But, you know, uh, at the same... Let me ask you something. Who do you think came out with Bludgeon Brothers? I can tell you Vince McMahon probably came up with the name. Okay. I think Bludgeon Brothers, they, they seem like something... I would I would speculate on this. Because you think we've Michael heard, came up with it? We've heard... It's possible. We've heard several times that Vince does not pay attention to wrestling outside of the WWE... In that case, I'd kind of hesitate to think that he actually knows about War Machine. Oh, I don't know if he does, but, you know, if they were probably picking names, if there's a dozen names on the page mm-hmm. and Bludgeon Brothers is one of them, something tells me that Vince is like, Bludgeon Brothers, I love that. Oh, I could, yeah, I could see that for sure. I don't know if he has any idea who War Machine is. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, he didn't know when they rehired Raven. <laughs> I know. Years exactly. ago, so. Who would win if they were in the ring together, kayfabe-wise? Well, I mean, I'm just saying this. The Bludgeon Brothers, they've, they've been putting on squash matches against yeah. smaller opponents, though. Yeah. I don't know. War Machine. Yeah, War Machine. War Machine. Uh, Manuel Garcia de Paredes. Hey, friendos. Power Rank. Other movements, KO and Sami Zayn could get inspiration for, like the Yep movement. Other movements. Um... I mean, would you call Hulkamania a movement? Yeah. They could get some inspiration from Hulk. Hey, he's got a new pro wrestling t-shirt. He does. He does. Yeah. Some good looking merch there. Still kind of iffy on the whole Hogan thing. Yeah. Though, you know, mm-hmm. still kind of ugly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. This one's a little gross. Okay. A, a bowel movement because they want to flush Shane McMahon out of SmackDown Live. It's not a little gross. It's literally disgusting. You're talking about Dookie. Poo-poo. I mean, I heard about other movements, and the first thing that popped in my head was was that. That's good, man. That's good. I mean, it was really gross. It's gross, but it's not that good. Yeah. I just wanted to contribute something. It's good. Good job. Good job. We got two for you. Yeah, there you go, two. One is horribly disgusting, and the other is the bowel movement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm, uh, rank, other holiday songs Aiden English could sing with uh, Rusev Day of the <coughs> Uh, Rusev the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay, that's good. Um, I'm dreaming of a Rusev Christmas as like the ones Lana used to know. We can see La- uh, Rusev and Lana in the uh, mixed tag. He was lobbying for it mixed on Twitter. Mixed match challenge. He was lobbying for it. They better do that. Yeah. 
Why am I drawing a blank on obvious Christmas songs? Have a holly jolly Rusev. That's good too. Knock knocking out of the park with your Christmas songs. I love right Christmas songs, right man. What about Rusev? It's cold outside, <laughs> but I really can't stay. <laughs> <laughs> Rusev, it's cold outside, but I really can't. Machka. Um, Woken Minato, what is most likely to happen? Shane heel turn or Orton heel turn? I don't know what constitutes a heel turn. I mean, okay, I'll put it this way. Shane, Daniel Bryan being the voice of reason against Shane trying to be crazy with power is a Shane heel turn. It should and be a Shane I heel turn. I feel like that's likely to happen yeah. at Clash. <laughs> I think Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura will be doing all of a bunch of nothing as it pertains to aligning with people, yeah, I think they're going to be there merely to try to win the match. And uh, but I don't. I mean, they don't. There's like nothing. There's nothing in it for them. So no, there's absolutely nothing for them. They are going to want to win because you know that's what you're supposed to do if you're in a match. Jason, I'm I'm going to get Larson to too sweet, King. Don't well, think you are. You better have a lot of money there, Jason. Who from NXT and 205 Live do you think will show up in the Rumble, even if only for the Rumble, not a full call-up? I wonder if anybody was considering the $200,000 tier, but then saw that they'd have to pay an extra $0.35 cents plus 2.9%. $5,800.35. Yeah. And then Patreon said, you're good to go. Yes, no, it's just $200,000. Um, who from NXT or 205 Live do you want to see in the Rumble, but not necessarily for a full-time call-up? Oh, no. Come on. Give Cassisono at least one main roster moment. That'd be good. Oh, that'd be great. That's good. I agree with that. Oh, did you see um, Adeo Tommy's debut? Yeah, next week. Next week on 205 Live. Kind of a very interesting main event scene. I wonder if he... They're probably just going to start him out like squashing jobbers. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, Karen, you're not me, Borbin. Hey, friend. Hey. When do you think we will finally see Sami Zayn win his first title on the main roster? What title do you think it will be? Thanks. Uh, tag titles. Okay. Him and Kevin Owens come in the Yeah, tag I can see that. I can see that. They could, they might do that. They might do kind of a similar Shield type thing. Um, Alex C. Power Rank worst NXT call-ups inspired by Bobby Roode. Power Rank. I mean, it's hard to botch a call-up worse than. Oh, Ty Dillinger is really bad. That's really bad, man. He wasn't even on, he's not even on TV. Not even on TV. I, I got it next week. If, he's not, if I don't see him at Clash, if I don't oh, see him on start SmackDown, doing the who thing again. I got to do it. I have to do it, man. I'm sorry. To I, have to, I do have to do it. Because you know what happened? Last time I did it, and he was back on TV. Yeah, for a little bit. Who? Who is that man? <laughs> That's Ty Dillinger. Oh, oh here man. we go. Great question. With The Last Jedi coming out this weekend. CM Punk finds it insulting. Power rank wrestlers who have the strongest connection to the Force. Bray Wyatt, number one. Woken Matt Hardy, number one. Oh, wow, yeah, that's right. He's going to turn Bray Wyatt into a fantasy football guy, huh? Yeah. I like it. Woken Matt Hardy. Finn else? Balor. Only Undertaker. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Then The Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Rusev, it's cold outside. Tommy T. Hey, friend, this is, so throughout all time, power rank five wrestlers that come to mind when someone says main eventer. Power five guys that come to mind come when to you mind. say First two main eventer. Bruno. Me, Hogan. Ric Flair. Yeah. Uh, Steve Austin. John Cena. There's five. There you go. Mr. Main Event. Nightcrawler. Hey, guys. So my question, with this new crop of talent, every fan thinks they are all above every title, but who are some superstars from the newer generation of wrestlers that the hardcore fan base has to accept are mostly mid-carders? Sami Zayn comes to mind for me, even though I love him. Oh, man. Great question. Mm -hmm. Who do you just look, man? You got to come to terms with oh, this. You got to come to terms that Nakamura would be a mid-carder. You got to come to terms with this, man. Bobby Roode's not a main eventer. I have to come to terms that uh, Ty Dillinger's not even a main eventer on Superstars. You got to come to terms with Samoa Joe not being a main eventer. We have to come to terms with Finn Balor not being a main eventer. Apparently. Ooh. But he is on Stephen Larson Books Raw. He is. Yep. 
He is the biggest man eventer. Nicholas Combs, as an early Christmas gift to you guys, I bumped my pledge up to $20. Thank you. Monetized. Thank you very much. He says, now please tell me how to submit video questions for Matt Chat. So, uh, I just want to put my video on Matt Chat. So uh, Matt Chat's done for 2017. It's going to come back 2018. We're going to make some changes to our schedule a little bit. Yeah. Um, so what will, what will happen is uh, beginning of the week, post a uh, thread on Patreon. You post a link to your question there. You can also email it to us uh-huh. at stephenlarson at gmail.com. Correct. Yeah. Those are the two ways to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, because we got a bunch of count outs. we got to do all our best of lists for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's only like three weeks, and so that's going to be back every Matt single Chat's week. Matt taking a powder. Matt Chat's going to be back strong on Sundays. And then on, I think we decided on Saturdays we're going to rotate count out and going in raw views. Right? Well, well, I think it'll be count outs. It'll be two count outs, one going in raw view, and then we'll do WWF. Two count outs, one going in raw. I still say WWF. Oh, by the way, I broke away to, to make WWF perpetual because your problem with it was you know, I still don't know if there's enough things to, co- to cover ah but here's the thing there is you know why because you know I've been doing it on my channel every once in a while mm. I do stuff like the Alistair Black uh, gimmick battle royal alright so we take like stupid stuff like that along with the real stuff well that wasn't the point of WWE. wrestling what if what if all the biggest hosses in the WWE universe across time got together in a ring it's still a wrestling what if. It is a wrestling what if. It doesn't have to be a this could have happened because it's not WC if. It's not wrestling what could have happened. I know, but the whole point of it was to take feuds that could have, that seemed to be Hold on, on the horizon. Yeah. Talk about it historically and then see how the actual match would play out. Wasn't it my idea in the first place? I think WWF was my baby. Well, I came up with the name. Yeah, I know, but your name still works. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Sounds good. Um. Wait, what? What? Uh, Mark Nico. With the recent interview John Cena had with Russell Talk, he believes there are no more true heels and or faces because of the span of age groups in the crowd that won't allow it won't allow for it to be so. He also believes there will never be another lone top guy because of the di- of the diversity of the crowd. Um, so because of this power rank replacement names for heels and faces. Everybody's a tweener, apparently. Well, I think he's talking about his own reaction, Roman Reigns' reaction, where, you know, there's a portion of the audience that always cheers for Cena and always boos for Cena. Same with Roman Reigns. talking to WrestleTalk? Can we have a freaking interview with John Cena? What the heck's up with that? What are we... How do we get in line for that? What are we? I want to do that. I want to do that stuff. Talk to him about Ferdinand. WrestleTalk, isn't that Ollie, Ollie Davis? I think so. Why does he get all the juicy interviews? Where's our scoops? Can we have some of his crumbs? Can we get a Kurt Hawkins interview? There we go. Him? I'll take that. Can we get a Ty Dillinger interview for I would love sake? that. What the heck? I would absolutely love that. Spread the love, man. Support. Going in raw. Um, let's see here. Uh, One more. That's we'll interesting. He thinks there's never going to be another alone. Oh, Matthew, Matthew Williams Esquire says the interview was because of Ferdinand. His movie, his animated film. Um, again, I like animated films. You do, as do I. I mean, we have kids. I've done junkets before. What the heck? Where, where, where's our guy to get that done? I don't know. To get our in. We'll work on that with the Ferdinand stuff. Well, I think that ship has already sailed. Yeah. <laughs> Ferdinand, hey, well, let's let's yeah, figure out a way out to get this it. weekend. It's going to go head to head against Star Wars. Let's get a. Oh, I think. Anyways. Have you got your Star Wars tickets yet? Uh, no. Are you going to see it this weekend? You should. No, man. We should, I want to talk about it. Going there with a bunch of flipping nerds. Yeah, I want to weekend. Did you, why didn't you get me a ticket? Because I'm going with my wife. Oh, what the heck? I don't want to be a third wheel. Exactly. I'm I have a wife of my own who has no you, interest I'm in I'm telling you to handle your own business. Well, you're also telling me to go see it. I yeah. Go, I, don't really, I, don't, I don't like doing opening weekend. When's it coming on Netflix? Next weekend? Oh, my gosh. Same day as theaters. Yeah. In days, in same day as theaters. Before theaters, it's on. It's on. It's on, it's on uh, iTunes. It's on Comcast VOD right now. <laughs> Before theaters. Yeah, let's do trivia. <laughs> My trivia card's on the ground. I'll pick it up then. Pick it up. Trivia card, where'd you go? Oh. 
Found my trivia card. Rusev, it's cold. All right, I'll start. Sorry. We'll start with classic. Big events. Big events. What was the name of the strange creature that hatched from a giant egg of Survivor Series 1990? The gobbledygooker? Bang. Big events. Yeah. Hulk Hogan was the first superstar to win consecutive Rumbles, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was the third. Who was the second superstar to win Shawn two Michaels. Rumbles in a row? Shawn Michaels. Wrong. It was the Heartbreak Kid. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Champion. How do you spell Shawn? Want to make sure it's right. A W N. Oh, wrong. It's with a U. Wrong. Championships. Who defeated Bret Hitman Hart for the WWE Championship at 1994 Survivor Series more than a decade after his previous reign as champion? Uh, what year? Oh, Bob Backlund. Yeah. Uh, championships. Henry O. and Phineas what? Godwin. Okay, there you go. There is a longer version of that question, but I took the, the fast route. Um, what was the name of the colorful macaw that WWE Hall of Famer Coco Beware would bring to the ring for his matches? <sighs> what was the color of it? No, the name. Oh, the name. Oh, you said the colorful macaw. Yeah. What was the name? Yeah. What was Coco Beware's macaw's name? Yeah. I don't know. Brian. Frankie. Oh, dang it. Oh, well. Good Good try at me. Yeah. Superstar Bio. What former Intercontinental Champion would finish off his opponents with his shake, rattle, and roll? Uh, Honky Tonk Man. That makes me want a, sh- a milkshake. Yeah. Yeah. On to Attitude Era. Who did John Cena defeat at Vengeance 2002, Cena's WWE pay-per-view debut? Baby, it's cold outside. Rusev can't stay. Who did he defeat, huh? Yeah. Uh, Was it... Was it Man, I'm super drawing a blank right now. Tyson Tomko. Chris Jericho. Really? That's what the card says. The moops. Who received an un big events? Mm-hmm. Who received an unwanted haircut? Thanks to losing a hair versus hair match versus X-Pac. X-Pac! At SummerSlam 1998. Did you know the answer to this one? I probably would have drawn a blank, but maybe? So that was DX feuding with... I don't know. Jeff Jarrett. Oh. That's when he went from having a mullet. Long hair, yeah. To the short short hair. hair. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Championship. What other right to censor member teamed with the Good Father to win the World Tag Team Championships in November 2000? Bull Buchanan? Yes, good job. Who was awarded the W... Championships. Championships. Who was awarded the WWE Hardcore title by Mr. McMahon? Mankind. Very good. Your last question, Superstar Bio, who's known as a Texas rattlesnake? I need, I need an answer. Uh, Steve Williams. Thank you. Superstar Bio, what was the name of the masked superstar that appeared on SmackDown after McMahon fired Hulk Hogan in 2003? Oh, oh. What do you call himself? The Proud American? Uh, you're close, but no, Mr. America. Darn it. I got four. I got four, too. Oh, really? I yeah. felt like you did better than me. Though. No, I got Mr. America. Evidently David. not. Mr. America, brother. I think I would have remembered that one. Anyways, what a great episode we had today. Fantastic Do show. Do you feel good about today's show? Yeah, it was fine. I feel good about today's show. Yeah, it was, it was decent enough. Awesome. Very good. Anyways, well, thanks everybody. I want to thank everybody for... T- I just messed up the show. Blew it all up! I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. We're good some music. I need some music. Can somebody, Hilton, can you get some music for us? There's no Hilton in here. Just Thank you, you, Hilton, for queuing up the music. 
We're going to get that guy on camera one of these days. Bye, everybody. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.